right, guys, welcome back. <laughs> we are glad. Well, there it is. Yep. If you only knew we how many times. We are glad that Beth is back with us. And that has drastically <laughs> increased the number of takes that we have to take so far. Last week, man, it was like one and done. This week? Yeah, but last week was boring. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Efficient, but boring. Yes. Okay. Anyway, welcome back to the Weekend Review. We hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, we are just a matter now of two weeks away from our spring break and small groups. So make sure that this is the appropriate week for you to be really mentioning that, that, hey, we're taking two weeks off. Uh, I know that when we go through a Christmas break, it's long, it's significant, and spring break is kind of shorter. But this is a transition period, so also there might be some new people jumping in, kind of getting ready for the last seven weeks, and the finish strong coming going out of spring break. Uh, also, just want to let you know that with spring break, we try to match it up to our school, school breaks. Yes. Yeah, in in the best we can. This year, uh, I think Marietta is taking one week, but mm. Temecula is taking two. Um And I know that not all of your guys' children are inside of the public school system, charters, homeschools, and all that kind of stuff. But we do our best to try to help our families have time for connection and whatnot. And so I just encourage you to take these weeks and take a break. Mm -hmm. And 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 Actually actually take a spring break. Actually take a spring break, yeah. And then when we come back, uh, we also know that we're coming back right into the Easter season. Mm -hmm. And we are excited for Easter coming up when you come back from small groups. We're going to be launching into a really cool Good Friday service, and we're going to be launching into an Easter week, and there's going to be a lot more stuff that we're going to be sharing with you in the weeks to come. Before we jump in, we talk about actually, which is a significant passage of scripture, but also a can be a tough passage of scripture to get uh, through. No, wait, Tim. This was like easy peasy reading for us. Well, Beth is going to be leading all our small groups this week, so that's <laughs> fantastic. Um, we do have the Women's Bible Study that kicked off uh, two weeks ago. And I just want to keep encouraging that. Sometimes uh, I know one of our ladies came into our small group last week and was just like, it was really impactful. So engaging that conversation as our as our kind of people are going through this and making sure that we're staying in tune with the loop. Uh, Beth and I don't know what's on the loop, but we encourage <laughs> you to look at it. And that way you are not like us and you are in tuned. We, you will, in the email, you will have the... All the announcements, and you could read them from the email. So yeah. just make sure you check yeah. the email. And, you know, maybe, you know, just thank Kristen for all she's doing, for yes. helping us out with the emails and keeping replies, us on track and making sure we're on time. You know, all those great things that she's helping us with. That being said, jumping in. Uh, so, Beth, coming into this week, what do you think is there's one thing that we should be prepared for as we launch into our discussions in small group? Above anything else, what would it be? Um... <laughs> I don't know above anything else, but I think a very important thing is to be okay with not knowing certain things. I think that this passage is going to raise up lots of questions. And the worst thing that we can do is we could try to pretend that we know what God was doing and that we fully understand God's thought process all throughout scripture. We see, you know, God's thoughts are not like ours. And so don't, if you, we don't know. And so being comfortable with saying, like, this is a really tough conversation, you yeah. know. And also be careful, too, because if you um, are out there and you're reading commentaries um, and, or you are kind of doing some deeper research into the into not just this passage, but any passage, mm-hmm. I just caution you that there is so much opinion, especially when it comes onto the harder text of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And um, if you stated an opinion as an opinion... Awesome. 
hey, this is a this is one reason or one thing that could or be could be yeah could yeah, be could be one. Reason. When you start stating opinions as facts, is where we get in real big trouble. Mm-hmm. So my deal is with when we come into hard passages of scripture, like why did God allow genocide to happen? Mm-hmm. Why was God you know, um, man, these are questions that are quite frankly are beyond our pay grade. Mm-hmm. And you know, who are we to try to explain or understand all of who God is, and how do we try to completely wrap our mind around one incidence that happens in a certain time in history when God looks at history as a whole. And so I think for some of us to make sure that we're not trying to give trite answers to very, very difficult conversations um, and allow that to be okay. Hey, in, 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 in these questions where I like my mind to go is I allow myself to go into the bigness of God. Mm-hmm. And, and when I go into the bigness of God, when I go into the glory of God, and when I go into the scale of who God is, I find myself into a place of worship, not into a place of doubt. And I also, I think that's really good. And that's good for us as leaders. But also as leaders, how do you navigate people that think that they know the answer or that they do state things as fact versus opinion? And so just being really cautious. You don't just that. call them dumb? No, 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 oh, Tim. Okay. No, no, no. That's, that's just bad. your small group. Okay. My, yeah. <laughs> no, you just want to, I want to Truth comes out. give you guys <laughs> so much encouragement and you guys are doing a great job, but also there's going to be people that say things that are just, they're not right or they're not true and having the grace to, um, the courage first to call them out and the grace to do it correctly. And yeah. And so, I think you don't even have to do that awkwardly. There's some things where I, I can understand how maybe you got there. Yeah. Uh, however, that's n- certainly not. My group says the, I always say, or. Yeah, or. That's or. certainly not the only explanation here. And yeah. let's just be careful. Like one thing in my group is let's just be careful that we don't try to draw lines where the Bible doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, draw conclusions where the Bible doesn't, draw lines where the Bible doesn't, and, 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 and go on that way. So that's, I think, a big caveat over this conversation as we kind of compare, um, what do we do when we fail? Because that's the whole point of this last weekend is, is what do we do in times and seasons when we fail? There's a right way. We fail you know, forward or fail backwards? Yeah, fall forward, fall backwards. You know, are you are you filling your way into success or are you filling your way into regret? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's no bad experiment, right? So there's this idea that's like and when you're a scientist, you, you are taught to make experiments knowing that you're going to fail lots of times before you ever succeed. In life, we're going to fail. Our kids are going to fail. Mm-hmm. What, what they do in that failure is where character is forged. Mm-hmm. And so how are we walking ourselves through that? And so that's what the questions are that we walk through. Uh, that second question inside the intersect is going to ask you, how do you make decisions? Hmm. This is really what it's getting at. What I would love to ask is kind of, kind of reframe that question a little bit is, is what's your decision-making process? Do you have a grid that you run things through? Here's the deal. Whether we know it or not, we all do. Now, the decision on what flavor of fio- frozen yogurt to have <laughs> is different. Yes. It should go through a much smaller grid. <laughs> you hope so. Have you ever tried going out though when they have like oh, I know. 45 no, different No, I know. Flavors. It's like people just get yeah. one of everything and move on, okay? <laughs> you know, make some soup, whatever that thing is, just move on. But um, then when it comes to, hey, how do you decide who to marry? Mm. How do you decide which house to buy? How do you decide whether to take a job or to, um, you know, grow a family 
or to, uh, you know, get another dog. I don't know what these major decisions that you guys might be facing, but what is that? And my thing is, is have you actually, do you actually have a process to make decisions through? What we saw inside the story is Saul was having to make a decision and he was rushed. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. his rush, he made a poor decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the lar- the bigger decisions we have, the, the, the more it should go through the framework, you know? I would love to hear those different things. And maybe like, um, you all know that there are some people inside your group that are incredibly wise. If you have those wise people, those are the people you call on. Yeah. And (laughs) what's your decision-making process? And what I really like about some of our groups is we just have wide variety of ages Mm -hmm. in there. And so being able for us to slow down a little bit and seek some people we've seen do life well. And I would think too, like I know inside my group that there are some of some people in my group that have shown have a great record of financial decisions that they've made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want them to speak into that. I also know in my group that I have marriages that are just rock solid where they work well as a team. I want them to speak into that. So kind of using your group's strengths uh, to help them along. That going into those passages, uh, anything you suggest for us there, Beth? Um, we have uh, listed a follow-up question that I think would be great. Just in that first passage in Isaiah, I think one of the things, I, this passage I love, but it also scares me a little bit. And so the whole idea of, I'm done. <laughs> Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts and things like that. But what are the things that we do ceremonial that we aren't doing with our heart? So what are the meaningless ways that we are coming to God and stating them and calling them out? And so for some, it might be meaningless. And for some, it might be an impactful thing, you know, and how did you lose the connection from when this ceremonial way that I worshiped or do communion or prayed was very precious. And now it's just... It's meaningless because my heart isn't there. Yep. And so what are those things? And you know, just always and I would challenge your group that it's not just how we interact with God, but it's how we interact with others. With that, well, and so that's, yeah, so exactly. So moving on in the next two passages is yeah. it takes that then of like, how do you not know? Like, I, I am here for the sick. I am here for, to show mercy. And so being able to see that moving past what, we do with God, but then how we treat others is also a huge act of who we are as believers. Yeah, that's really, really good. I think, too, it's that like uh, routine oftentimes is the is the death of creativity. Routine is the oftentimes the death of imp- intimacy. Routine is oftentimes, you know, the, de- the death of like progress. As we can get stuck inside of a rut and we do things and the answer is, well, this is just the way we've always done them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, again, God doesn't want to go back to where you were. God wants to take you to where he needs you to be. And sometimes we always go back to these routines and God says, I have something so much more for you, for your marriage, for your relationship with your kids, you know. For, yeah. you know. And, and there's not anything, so I caution you, like there's not anything wrong with routine, you know, no. but being not stuck in the not routine in the for rut. the actions. That's what I'm saying. Thank and you for the missing it, yeah. yeah. And then I think lastly, just kind of making sure that, um, as we look across, and <clears throat> obviously Steve worked inside these five poor habits, right, of falling backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we did that because that's what we see inside the text. And so the, here it, it is in the negative. My deal is, is like, okay, here's these five. Which one are you most likely 
mm-hmm. to fall into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if we're going to be honest, we all have one that we're more likely to than the others. And so which one of these are you more likely to? And if they can identify one, what I would want them to know is why. Mm-hmm. Why is this the one that you're most likely to? And more often than not, what we're going to find is, is, is it was in the upbringing. It was in, it was a habit that was formed. And that's where they kind of go to, you know, it's like, for me, it's like rationalize. Like mm-hmm. I can rationalize away a bunch of mistakes and I can point my finger at a bunch of other people and that idea of all those kind of different things and make reasons why it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and so how, what, what comes up, what comes about that makes us kind of go towards that mm-hmm. and how can we kind of grow from that in the future? Yeah, good. Um, that last question inside of your note sheet, um, is there any areas right now where you need to fall forward in? I, I hopefully don't have to spend. That should be a split time question. Uh, um, yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, please split. Please split, you. yeah, and do that. Um, I th- it'll be way more fruitful, and uh, it could go 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 south in you in a hurry. Um, and yeah, we're not asking you where somebody else's areas are far yeah, forward. Yeah, ask you. So, we hope you guys enjoy the discussion. Um, we appreciate. Yes. Yeah, you guys so much. I was just gonna say. Um, In a time of calling someone to repent, because I feel like that's what that question is going to do, make sure that we give some real specific time to prayer in that, that this isn't, you know, if we're saying, what are are the areas that you need to fall forward and repent and own some things? We want to Don't go back to the brownie plate, just like probably pray. (laughs) We want to make sure, guys, like some of us, we have 30 second prayers at the end of a night and just want to give time for people to really breathe in that. Sorry, that's it. You're welcome. Great suggestion. With that note, we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.